Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. And this show is all about helping you master your credit score so you can get that extra credit that you deserve. And today we got a great show lined up for, for everybody. First and foremost, I want to give a, a shout out to Rental Karma. Uh, Rental Karma, actually, we talked about them a little bit last week. And we talked about adding rental history to your credit report and really went deep into the details as to what that does to your credit score. But I didn't tell you guys at all this week because I wanted to surprise you on the show. Rental Karma reached out to me over on Monday, actually. And it actually happened because I got this idea. I kept seeing these Rental Karma ads on my Facebook feed. So I decided people commented on the, on the ads like, oh, is this real? How does this work? And there was a bunch of comments on it. And they have a great uh, social media manager because she engages everybody that comments. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw my comment in here. And I linked the show where we talk about adding <laughs> rental history. I linked uh, it to their advertisement. Fantastic. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. If my comment gets deleted, oh, well, right. I can't lose much. So I was kind of doing a little bit of guerrilla marketing there. Plug the show, <laughs> plug the link, the YouTube uh, channel. And um, she watched it. The, the girl watched it the, uh, and she reached out and she actually subscribed and left a comment on our channel. And she basically wanted to correct a few things, which I thought was great. Uh, really, uh, it was just correcting the pricing. So we wanted to just have a redaction and a correction. Uh, $25 setup fee per person and then $5 a month for every month going back. And I think where we got it wrong is we said something like $40 per person, which was probably we mixed it up with another one of the services. So um, it's $25, oh, we apologize. $25 per person, $5 a month for every month you go back. And then it's $6.95 moving forward every single month and $8.95 if you have a roommate. So basically two people can get that on their credit report for $8.95 or wow. $6.95 if it's just one person. She also clarified that TransUnion is the only bureau that's actually accepting rental payment history going back. So past rental payment history, that's a very important distinction. And, and that's regardless of what company you use, whether you use Rental Karma or any of the other rent reporting companies. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Shout out to Rental Karma and their community manager for doing a great job at marketing their company on social media. I wanted to uh, just give them a plug and correct that. So I thought that was kind of cool. What do you think? Uh, I think that was great. I mean, the fact that she reached out to everybody who commented on her page just, you know, shows the integrity of a company who wants to portray themselves in the best light and uh, uh, educate their consumer. Right. Because that's really what it all boils down to. It's about having an informed consumer. I, I really feel that the power is with the public if they know what they're doing, you know, like that's th that's how they can best control themselves. And and really, that's what the whole point of this show is, is educating the public. And there's been a, you know, we're not new to social media marketing. We have a company, Innovative Credit Solutions, and we've been on social media marketing that company for, you know, <laughs> since as long as we've been able to social media market, we've been around for 12 years with Innovative Credit Solutions. And, and so that company has a very big social media presence here in our area. And now with the Extra Credit Show, we're building up that brand. And so we got a comment on one of our Instagram posts and that comment um, is really what sparked the, the topic of today's show. Now, I don't know if you guys um, can, can if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Uh, but this this comment uh, was one of our one, one of our posts. And it basically was just like a, a linking linking to somebody else. And I thought that was kind of weird. But the name of this page was credit repair underscore solutions. So of course, you know, we look. And I did. And you just have to. Right. And this page, what they're doing is they're, they're advertising selling uh, CPN numbers. Oh. And I was just like, oh, one of those, you know, and 
People don't know what CPN numbers are. Uh, CPN numbers are credit protection numbers. Is that what that stands for? The credit protection numbers. They're they're so. They've been around for a t for some time now. It's nothing new, and really, it's just a scam. What what happens is, you know, you go to Joe's credit repair company, and they try to sell you on the idea that, you know, this credit act of 1974, privacy act is what it is of 1974, if I'm not mistaken. Um, deemed that you have a right not to provide your social security number if you don't want to. That's the basis of it. And that you have a right to establish this other number to give creditors uh, instead of your social security number to apply for credit. And the, the bottom gist of it, from what I understand, is that this credit protection number makes you a new credit profile. Well, that sounds legit because when they start quoting, I'm looking at their website, and when so they start quoting the... What you mentioned that oh, there's 1974, a yeah, official, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> a 1974 U.S. Privacy Act Title V. Well, like, well, that sounds legit, right? I don't, I don't know too many people who will actually look up that Privacy Act. Um, it's just a load of baloney. But essentially, you're right. And the dynamic that happens in the credit repair space or the credit reporting world, period, yeah, is if you're using a different number, chances are, you're just going to pop up with a different credit report. So th that's actually what makes this work is you're using a diff you're using the same name probably but this made up CPN number and I've heard it as like a CPN number or a, a, a secondary credit number a yes. CN number there's there's a kinds of silly acronyms for it. Some of them will actually try to get you to apply for an EIN number. Right. And and that's and, and so the formula is just a nine digit number that is the same sequence as a social security number. So what the scam is, you get the, you pay them for this credit privacy number. So you pay them money, they give you this number, and now you reestablish credit under this new number, which is basically like creating a second identity. That's really what it is. And, you know, the whole keeping your social security number protected is absolute baloney simply because you're not protecting it. What you're actually doing is just not using it anymore and just starting up under a new identity. That is illegal, and that is a serious ticket, one-way ticket to jail. Guys, little known secret, um, providing anything other than a social security number when you apply for credit is illegal. <laughs> it will send you to jail. Yeah, it is. It is definitely illegal. You're breaking all kinds of laws, it's federal fraud. laws. It's 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 just loan fraud. Basically, it's what it boils down to. The, and, and so people people have gone to jail for it. I'll give you a short story. For example, here's a press release from 2015, not that long ago. And this has been going on for years. This is just the latest one that we found. Uh, this person was selling CPN numbers to consumers and the federal government cracked down on them. United States attorney announced the sentencing of a man in his role in a fraud scheme. What they were doing is they were using stolen social security numbers that either belonged to people that were minors or people that were deceased. And they were using these numbers reselling them as credit privacy numbers and they scammed a whole bunch of people but really the people that get scammed um don't know that they're getting scammed but they're implicated and they were charged as well and that's pretty scary wow because not just the credit repair operators were charged but the people that benefited from the use of the cpn numbers were charged and these people may not have known they were doing something illegal but they really were right you know that old saying ignorance is no excuse whatever however that saying goes that these people got in big trouble. And I'll tell you what, guys, as soon as I, I've been around for a long time in the credit repair space, 12 years now, 
I've seen this before. It never felt right. And as people started going to jail, I was like, that's, you know, that's certainly something we're going to steer really clear away from because we don't look good in orange. There was a really, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, um, there was a big case actually just a few years back. And we were looking this up uh, a few days ago. Um, in fact, I think I think you showed it to me this morning, um, uh, how in Florida the scam got so big that the credit repair companies actually involved law enforcement into their schemes. That's a different kind of scam, right? Mm -hmm. So the CPN scam is just basically they're making up a new social security number and they're feeding you jargon like it's real and it's not. In fact, um, it's just they make it sound so good, but it's so easy to make things sound so good. I'll give you this as an example. This is a, a story in a rather strange shift of priorities from economics, foreign war, healthcare, and the like. Today, the Senate passed a bill, SB 497, which was subsequently signed into law by President Barack Obama. The bill puts an end to credit file segregation through credit profile numbers and forces individuals to use only their current social security number for credit and tax purposes. In addition, those who currently possess a credit profile number may face criminal prosecution. Does that sound real? Um, I mean, it sounds legit. I just made it up. It sounds there legit. There is no SB 497. It's just all a load of crap. But the point that we're trying to make is that it sounds real. And that's what they're doing is they just quote these random laws and numbers. And you're like, well, sounds good. You know, sign me up. And, you know, you got to know what you're getting into. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. And the CPN numbers are just a load of baloney. Basically, is what that boils down to, guys. Don't be fooled if you... If you are following our page, it's probably because you're interested in credit, learning more about credit or wanting to fix your credit. And if you run across one of these CPN guys or CPN companies or CPN websites, don't do it unless you want a one way ticket to jail. So, And, and you know, for those of you who are for some reason still thinking about it, remember, credit bureaus are not fooled that easily. Even if you provide a different Social Security number. They're still going to link you, the credit bureaus, they're still going to link you by your name and your addresses. So if you're using this CPN number and still providing the addresses that you live in, they're still going to tag you, tag your new credit under your old credit. So they're not going to get fooled that easily, even if you did want to use this, which I don't recommend. Again, it's illegal. It's It may not even work for you. You're just throwing your money down the drain. I think that these operators are probably sophisticated enough to know that and they're probably creating false addresses and maybe even changing up the names to that because that's really the only way it would work it's not just changing the social but changing the name and the address that way the bureau doesn't realize it's the same per person which if you're thinking about it you are literally just falsifying all information about now you. it's okay. super loan fraud, fraud and that's willingly I mean, and knowingly yeah now now you're in, in bigger trouble so um just don't do it you know, if you guys have any questions and or ran across anybody that's selling CPN numbers, you know, run the other way. It's not legit. Don't risk it. It's not worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And numbers or secondary protection numbers, whatever they call it, run away. And like this is the kind of stuff that started the show. Right. Like because we would run across this stuff and then you and I would just talk about it. And, you know, we would just be very passionate about it because people were just getting duped. Um, and so that's why we started the show, guys, is because we run across this stuff all the time in our business. And, you know, going back to what you brought up earlier, another common credit repair scam. And this one, um, this one just really upset me because it was just talk about being un unfair advantage um, to legitimate credit repair companies. So if you're in the credit repair business and you're legitimate and you follow all the rules, this one really hit home because these people 
um, were just doing doing us real bad. And so the, this scam is we we know it as falsely claiming identity theft, right? And so identity theft is uh, has a lot of protections for consumers. If you are a victim of identity theft, you have a ton of pr protections to protect you from liability. Um, but if you falsely claim identity theft, that's also that's illegal because you're committing perjury. Um, and there's a bunch of charges that can come with that. But this particular scam actually involved the police. So a couple members of law enforcement in this particular city, somewhere in Florida, we're just going to leave it unnamed, but you can look it up. <laughs> um, the credit repair operators would pay the police officers to provide these identity theft reports. It's like 250 a pop, right? Something like that, right? Every yeah. time. And then they would, this identity theft report would give the consumer the protections under the Identity Theft Act and then basically wipe off everything off of their credit report. So it didn't involve CPN numbers, but they just followed fraud on everything, even if it wasn't fraud. And therein lies the crime. And these people got, I mean, these police officers got nailed real bad because it was such a big scam, such widespread, and then it involved the police. Well, the police officers were, were committing fraud themselves yeah. by falsifying these fraud reports. So it was just a really bad look, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if the police department is involved in creating, because that's what makes a, an identity theft claim legit, is a police report. So if the police is involved in making these reports, even though they're false, they're just still, you know, stamping them with official police report. Um, therein lies the crime. And all of these people that were involved in this credit repair scheme, from the police officers to the credit repair operators to the sellers to even the consumers or clients themselves, mm -hmm. they all got charges. And these aren't petty charges, guys. This is the feds. This is the federal government filing criminal charges against you for a bunch of different um, high-level offenses, right? I mean, you're talking about fraud, mail fraud, wire fraud, just... Stuff that sounds terrible. So, and it makes sense though. You know, generally I'm not on the creditor side because they do take advantage of consumers in a lot of ways. But in this case, you know, you really are hurting creditors, which is essentially just going to hurt the rest of us consumers because if they're losing all kinds of money to this kind of scheme fraud, now they're going to have to incorporate it into their services and raise the costs for everybody else or start treating consumers differently because they have to protect themselves against, you know, this type of fraud. Uh, so you, you're hurting a lot of people by doing this. More losses for the banks just raises the cost of doing business, which raises the cost of legitimate consumers doing business with those banks. I mean, it's just simple economics. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the scam here, guys, is if someone promises that they can delete accurate information from your credit report, like, you know, bankruptcies or, or short sales <laughs> or judgments, and, and they, they're just like adamant about it, they're either lying or they're involved in some type of fraud. Likely the identity theft fraud. We saw that one big in 2015, 2016, where they were just claiming fraud or identity theft on everything. And it doesn't matter if you as a consumer didn't know that they were doing or if you didn't know that they were that that was illegal. You know, you're it's all being done under your name. And that's how you get implicated in this stuff. For all you viewers, uh, consumers listening out there, the Fair Credit Reporting Act is a great tool. And it allows you as the consumer to challenge accounts that are inaccurate. However, you do not have the right to dispute things that you know to be valid and legitimate. That is actually illegal. And if you know this account is legitimate and valid, don't just don't dispute it. Don't don't go claiming fraud. Don't go. You know, it's going to get don't, you in trouble. Don't the the 
you know, credit the rookie credit repair dispute is not mine, right? Yeah. Rookie credit repair people will will file a not mine claim on something like that, and then they use the mail. They they mail a letter saying not mine, and now you're you're committing mail fraud. And if it grows across state lines, it's a federal crime. Like this stuff is real. People go to jail for it. So know what you're getting into. Exactly. So and so that scam involved the police, right? So the the fraudulent police reports basically was had the endorsement and the cooperation of that local police department, but it doesn't have to have the endorsement of the local police department. No. Um, they, they were just paying the cops off to get these reports turned around uh, without them doing their due diligence because under normal police in report investigation that's done when you file a claim the police officer is going to look at the facts and write up a report on it right and if the facts don't coincide because you're saying things and the credit report looks something different right things don't match up the police officer may not sign off on it so so the the scam does not need the police cooperation to happen it just needs someone to file a fraudulent police report with the police department, which when you get down to the very bottom, it says if you lie about this knowingly, you're committing perjury and that mm -hmm. in itself is a big crime. So don't, you know, don't do that. Don't do that, that scheme. Don't fall for it. Be aware of it. Know what you're doing, because there's a ton of credit repair operators out there that will help you do it legitimately. And there's a bunch of them that will try to do it, you know, kind of shady like this or flat out illegally, whether it's a CPN number or a fraudulent one or a fraudulent claim. Um, that kind of stuff gets you in trouble, guys. And, and that's the point that we're trying to drive home today. Understand the scams so you can steer clear away from them. And, and this isn't the only one either. There are other scams out there. Um, how about the adding trade lines to the credit report? That is uh, huge. Uh, that's really big because it's it's almost like a loophole in the law um but we feel very strongly against it uh for several reasons but let's talk about that because that one is probably the most common um way to imp the most common like shady way to improve your your score if you're paying for it mm -hmm. and, and so we're gonna get really deep into that because i want to i want to get your opinion on a couple of things so we all know well maybe you guys don't but we know <laughs> that you can add somebody if you have a credit card you'll know after we tell you yeah you can add them as an authorized user on your credit card and that will likely show up on that person's credit report okay so if that shows up on that person's credit report it will help them improve their credit okay right so just a quick example um actually this did happen i added my wife to my one of my older credit cards um with a high limit and i don't use it so it's got a zero balance and i added her onto that card and then it showed up on her credit report and she hit the 800 club. Yeah. It's beautiful. Instant credit. Instant credit. It just gave her that boost. Um, mm -hmm. But that's perfectly legal. Yes. Because she's my wife. We share a household. We have you, household income. You share the credit card. We share the credit card. We have debt or mm -hmm. we have, we share, right? Like household income, household debt. Like sometimes like that's totally legal. Yes. It also happens in, in parents and sons or parents and daughters, right? Mm -hmm. Where you can add your daughter to your authorized to as an authorized user on your card, it'll help mm. boost her credit report when she mm -hmm. turns eighteen. She kind of gets a little kick, little kickstart, kick right? And 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 the whole predictor of risk is you know you got her back, right? If you financially you support your daughter even as a young adult, chances are you you are supporting her as a young adult, which is true. There's and nothing so, wrong with it. That is totally legal. My wife didn't pay me to add her on as an authorized user. Generally, no. you're like, that's not, not the way that it happens, but. Adding trade lines or paying for it is where you get into a real gray area. So they're abusing this loophole 
of authorized users and now they're monetizing it. And I think where it becomes illegal is when you exchange money for it. Exactly. Now, you know, I couldn't, there is no law on the books that says paying for trade lines is illegal. I looked. But it, it's clearly a very gray area because the, the system was not designed for me to take in a thousand bucks and add you on my credit card for a two month period so that you can go get a loan somewhere that otherwise you wouldn't qualify for. Right. The system is not designed for that, but people are exploiting that loophole, I guess, and monetizing for it. And I think that's where it's still illegal, though, because it's still an intent to defraud. It, it actually is a, exactly that. Right. So the act of doing that is not illegal. But now you as a consumer, you've inflated your credit report. Now you've basically committed a loan. You lied on your loan application about your credit worthiness. And that's loan fraud. That's mm -hmm. a federal crime. Mm -hmm. And you go to jail. And there's been um, people that have gone to jail for it. We found a case. Indianapolis man sentenced um, in identity theft scheme. That's not the right one. Um, we look up stuff all the time. So. <laughs> okay, so this one, what they were doing was this company created, this company in New Jersey. Well, not a company, but this, these illegal operators. They created a company where they... It was a fake furniture company. Okay. They sold no furniture, but they got a, an account to report to the credit bureaus and they duped the bureaus into thinking they were a legitimate furniture company. But what they were doing is they were selling trade lines. So they're saying, pay me a thousand bucks and I'll add a trade line on your credit report that says that you've had this account for five years and you got a $10,000 limit and a perfect payment history, right? But there was actually no furniture um, bought or sold. This was a shell company, it was fake. And they were doing this and obviously, if you do that and you get a, an, a fake trade line like that on your credit report, it's going to work. It's going to help your score. So they probably had a lot of happy customers until the feds come knocking on the door. You're going to jail because you've just committed loan fraud and all this and that. And it's like, well, that was not worth it at all. Um, and so there's a lot of these schemes that are out there, whether it's from a shell company lying about what they're, you know, the credit that they are issuing, because in this case, they weren't issuing anything to companies that match people up. So if, say, for example, I can sign up with this company and they'll go, all right, so we'll give you 300 bucks for every person you add on on a card. And then they go find people, charge them 1500 bucks for an account, 2000 bucks for an account. Literally, these are the prices they're charging. And then they, they pair us up. I add that person to my account for a short time. I get paid a little bit. That person gets great credit um, for a second. And then they get their loan. And then the only person that gets duped there is the bank. And that right there is where the loan fraud is committed. And, and that's a really gray area because, again, CPN numbers are outlawed, uh, you know, lying about your social. That's that's against the law. Um, obviously, creating uh, fake profiles, fake credit reports. That's against the law. Filing fake police reports is against the law. But trade authorized user is a legal way to do it. But it's not legal. In my opinion, it becomes illegal or it becomes fraud when you pay somebody to get that done, somebody you don't even know. Listen, guys, to clarify it for you, to just to simplify it, if you're lying in any way, shape, or form for financial gain, it is against the law, and you will suffer the consequences for it. Believe me, the, the feds do come. They do arrest people. So this is something that you don't want to get involved in, uh, no matter what you're trying to do. It'll come back to bite you. We highly advise against it. Just don't do it. And if you see a company who's offering it, 
run just run away seriously guys you know i'm very passionate about this stuff and it's like okay you know th this stuff to me when we see this before we had the show we would see stuff like this and we're like i can't believe this is going on i can't believe people are falling for this and we would just talk about it but it would stay here in 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 our office and so the purpose of the show is to share our thoughts on crap like this because it's harming you guys it's deceiving you guys and if you're watching the show and you sell trade lines if you're watching this show and you sell credit privacy numbers you know stop that Un you know it's illegal you know it's not right it's like that stuff just smells so just stop doing it if you want to be in the credit repair space do it legitimately there's a credit repair organizations act read it it's our bible we follow it right that that is our guideline to operating a legitimate credit repair company you know we started in credit repair when credit repair was not cool right there was no software company now there's a bunch of credit repair softwares mm -hmm. um and so 12 years ago credit repair was very difficult um there was, it was very difficult to find a good credit repair company now most a, people thought it was illegal most people thought it was illegal now there's a lot of solid credit repair companies with good track records um i know a lot of them a lot of them are my friends and so reach out to someone that's operating legally that understands their craft well and that does it full time you know you know not to knock on people that have side hustles but it, credit repair is something very specialized so if you're doing it part time you're doing it out of your house you just began doing it or you're just a you know what yeah. i mean it's you wouldn't trust a part time doctor you know to to help you or perform surgery on you so don't trust a part-time credit repair person. Weekend too. attorney. <laughs> a weekend attorney, that would be terrible, right? So just, you know, words of wisdom there, guys. Um, anything else? Um, no, just, uh, you know, if you are in search for credit repair, do your research, figure out what's going on, and ask questions. Um, you know, if, they, if the credit repair company that you're going to is telling you that they're going to fix your credit, Ask them how. Ask them what, how does this work? Why does it work? And if they don't give you legitimate answers or you hear the same response over and over and over, they're probably not a legitimate company and you should look elsewhere. And if the CPNs are involved or adding trade lines are involved for a fee or filing fake police reports are involved, run. Mm -hmm. Don't go to jail. Guys, <laughs> this is the Extra Credit Show. You cannot listen to us in jail, but you can listen to us if you're out of jail. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I am your host, Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next time. Dude, we forgot the extra credit task of the week. F What's up, everybody? We forgot the extra credit task of the week. Oh, man, that is so special. So for the extra credit task of the week, share this show. With everybody you know. Exactly. Because you don't want your friends to go to jail, right? Or maybe you do. But either way, <laughs> share the show with everybody that you know so that the extra credit show um, can grow. We really want to grow. So share the show with everybody that you know. Share us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Just share with everybody because we are passionate about credit repair and helping you guys master your credit score. So there you go. Share the show. What, what, what was that old saying? The more you know, the more you grow? Yes. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>